Uh, my name is Rita E, and I am a compulsive overeater and a food addict. Uh, I live in uh, currently in Marysville, Kansas, but I have spent the last uh, till last year. I have spent the last forty-eight years of my life in Florida, in Central Florida, which is where I met Anne H, who uh, attends some of the Central Florida intergroup meetings, uh, where I was honored to be of service as well. Uh, I'm having to sit outside, so I apologize if you hear barking dogs and screaming children in the background. <laughs> um, and uh, Mary Sue, thanks again for asking. We actually had to uh, end our trip um, because some fellow members of the 12-step fellowship were stranded um, in a town about three hours away from us uh, up in the Rocky Mountains. And so we wrapped up our campground uh, yesterday and beat feet to Breckenridge to pick them up and bring them home here to Marysville. So, uh, but that's what, you know, that's what this abstinent life is about. It's about service. And if a fellow um, sufferer from uh, these addictions in these rooms needs something, I need to be willing to go to any length to get it. And I'm happy to say that that is one of the benefits of long-term uh, keep coming back. You know, I love the phrase, keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. It has saved my life in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I have to tell you a little bit about my, my previous experience in the 12 steps because I was 12 stepped into OA by an AA member um, because I am also a recovering alcoholic. I had 17 years in AA when um, I joined Overeaters Anonymous uh, in large part because I had gone from a normal body weight at the age of 28 to, uh, I'm four foot 10. So I had gone from a normal body weight at, uh, when I started AA uh, at age 28 to um, 182 pounds on a, on a four foot 10 body. That's an awfully lot of weight. Um, and I was miserable. I had already had um, uh, multiple health problems. I had ruptured a disc in my lower back and been paralyzed from the waist down simply by bending over. Um, when a body that was not intended to carry that kind of weight. I'd had a run in with a policeman over the fact that I was having a, uh, an intense uh, hypoglycemic reaction because I had been fasting for seven days for spiritual reasons um, at, in the, as a part of doing my sixth and seventh step with my AA sponsor. And then I went and visited with her and figured, okay, well now it's time to break my fast. So I promptly went to the nearest, uh, is it okay to mention foods? On this, okay. I went to the nearest ice cream shop and ordered a gigantic hot fudge sundae and instantly went into hypoglycemic shock. First thing you eat after seven days of fasting. Who does that? <laughs> Anybody relate? <laughs> exactly, sure. Couldn't get enough of the sugar. Um, and so I had to face eventually that the way I ate and the problems I was having with food and the consequences I was having with food and my complete reluctance to, fa to face this and do anything about it was an almost exact parallel to my experience that qualified me for alcoholics. <laughs> so eventually this poor man who had been trying for five years at that point to 12 step me into OA finally got the, you know, finally, finally met me at an, at an AA meeting and uh, at an OA meeting, I mean. Um, but food history wise, my, um, uh, I, I suffered from uh, projectile vomiting as an infant and lost half my body weight at, at three months old. I lost uh, more than I was 
thinner. I, I weighed less than I had been than I had weighed at birth. Um, it was some. It was eventually today they call it pyloric stenosis, but when I was born in 1952, they didn't know that much about it. Um, my parents tried everything to uh, uh, help. I was a firstborn. They didn't really know what they were doing. They were scared to death. Um, they followed all kinds of silly advice like "Don't touch me," just leave me in the crib screaming and stick a bottle in my mouth from on high. Um, um, that did, that worked a little bit, but then of course I was screaming because I was getting no affection, no attention. And um, uh, and so they put started putting uh, paragoric and phenobarbital in my milk. And that would knock me out and I would be a very happy drunk uh, infant. And I, eventually that I outgrew that caloric stenosis. Today they'll do a very simple uh, surgical procedure in the office to, to resolve uh, for babies who are in that sad circumstance. Um, but yeah, that was uh, the start. I think probably had something to do with it. I didn't have a particularly miserable childhood um, that I was aware of at the time, but my mother did have a postpartum depression after my youngest sister was born. And uh, we did have to be removed from the home because of her attempts to injure us. Um, and she had to have electric shock treatments um, to overcome the depression, which is, you know, in the 50s, 50s were pretty, pretty rough medically for what they understood then. So she had a series of electric shock treatments that sent her home a zombie. So um, I didn't know who she was. I didn't really relate to her very well. I didn't, I didn't know what they had done with my mother, but this woman couldn't possibly be her. Um, and, but this woman knew how to bake cookies. So mom and I, uh, bonded over Nestle's, Nestle's Toll House chocolate chip cookies. She would make up a big batch of them. We would eat half batter together and then we would put the rest uh, in the oven and wait for them to cook. And then we would eat the rest of them when they came out. So it was not, it did not seem abnormal to me in any way, shape or form to uh, build my social life, my sense of love, respect, acceptance and comfort around um, a, 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 a very acute um, substance mixed of mixed flour and white sugar <laughs> and junk uh, with just enough fat. I think an egg went into that mix. Um, and so I literally lived on sugar and flour with an occasional egg or banana thrown in, maybe an apple now and then, um, un until I discovered alcohol. And then I added alcohol to that mix. So it was sugar, flour, alcohol. Then I added marijuana, recreational drugs and all that. And I landed on the rocks at the age of 28, um, unable to stop uh, drinking and enormous difficulty with myself. So I got into AA, I learned these 12 steps. I was desperate. I really, really wanted what, uh, what the people in AA had. Um, I became a super sponsor. I was on the speaker circuit and I was getting fatter every year and I could not figure out what was happening. I did talk to my AA sponsor about it a couple of times. And she in her, she was very wise. And she said, she didn't know about this disease, that overeating, uh, but she was very wise. She said, well, instead of, instead of concentrating on the 20 pounds you need to lose or the next year, instead of concentrating on the 30 pounds you need to use, lose, or the next year, she'd say, instead of concentrating on the 50 pounds you need to lose, um, why don't you just concentrate on not gaining any more today? Now that would make perfectly good sense if one were not a compulsive overeater with a disease of addictive eating. 
Um, and I really try. I tried really, really hard to do that. And uh, the year that I was 17 years sober, um, my uh, I had by that time become a, a, a good a churchgoer and I had a ministry and in inner healing prayer ministry. And I had been mentored in that by a wonderful, wonderful woman um, uh, who died the year that I uh, was 16 years sober. Um, and about three months after that, my sponsor called me, my AA sponsor called me and said, I've just learned I'm going to die in six months. Um, I have liver cancer and I want you to be with me through this process because you, I trust your spirituality more than uh, my own sponsors. And I was like, wow, what a, you know, what a mixed blessing, what an honor and a curse. You know? uh, well, during the, the nine months between those two deaths, I put on another 20 or 25 pounds. Um, and the day that she died, um, her normal sized, um, very healthy daughters, adult daughters, we're saying, we don't know why people bring all this food to the house at a time like this. Who can think of eating? And I remember that I said out loud, I know why they do. They do it for people like me because I can't stop eating. And it was the first time I'd admitted that. You know, three weeks after that woman landed in heaven, I wound up in Overeaters Anonymous. I am convinced that she got to heaven and said, God, look at Rita. She's a mess. I had no idea that you could be that sick over food. Um, what should we do, God? And God said, I think we should drop kicker through the gates of Overeaters Anonymous. What do you think? And I think that my dear Betty said, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so that's how I wound up here in uh, 19, January 1998 as, uh, was my first OA meeting. Um, I cried for four months at every single meeting through the entire time. Um, some of it was brief. Um, about the deaths. Some of it was just release, I believe, of, you know, a spiritual release of relief that, of, that I finally had found a place I belonged. And uh, some of it was, I later learned, grieving the food, you know, because I, I pretty much had come in and gotten a sponsor. You know, they said, how do you pick a sponsor? Uh, find somebody who has what you want and ask them if they'll help you get it. So uh, there was this great woman who knew the big book inside and out. And I, I loved the big book already and she knew how to apply it to this disease to compulsive eating and uh the other thing about her was that she looked great in spandex and I, that's what i wanted <laughs> i wanted to really look good in spandex i looked uh, i looked like a uh a blivet, if you've ever heard that term it's nine pounds of you know what in a 10 pound bag that's pretty much what i would look like in in uh in spandex before a program so uh, this lady had what i wanted so i asked her to help me she did. She gave me a food plan and she said, I want you to do exactly this. I want you to come to a meeting every day. I want you to call me every morning at whatever, 645 or whatever. I forgot what the time was then. And, um, and I want you to have written down exactly what foods you're going to fill in the blanks on this food plan. And tell me, you know, when we, when you talk, what you're going to eat. So I would do that. And I did that religiously. And in the first year I lost 45 pounds. I was stunned. Like, oh my gosh. Um, my husband uh, at the time um, started falling in love with me all over again. Um, my obesity and my crankiness uh, because of the constant irritability of uh, being under the influence of sugar and flour had really affected our marriage. He was delighted that I was no longer going to throw things at him, which I did frequently. Um, I had a broken window in my house because I had thrown a coffee cup at his head and he ducked. And um, 
and it bounced into the kitchen sink and then up against the the uh, the double pane glass uh, of the window. However, the inner pane broke, um, so I left it like that for years uh, because I needed that reminder that that is what eating sugar and flour, my toxic foods, will do to me. It will drive me into an alcoholic rage. They're my alcoholic foods. That was part of what helped me to understand what my addictive foods were. Um, they would make me um, only mildly less crazy than alcohol had made me. So I, I got the program. Um, I, that sponsor had some further problems, some further adventures after that she had still had some issues she had to deal with and she left the program. Uh, I got a second sponsor. Um, who told me that it was okay to try to just eat in moderation. I went into a terrible relapse because for me that didn't work. I, I needed the structure still uh, at that point in my life. And I started slipping and sliding and slipping and sliding. And um, in uh, around 2001, I got an OA90 sponsor. Uh, and uh, for the next six years, I was on uh, what we call weight loss gray sheet. Um, and she kept me on the weight loss version of it because I cheated. Um, and every time you cheat in LA 90, you have to, you get busted back to starter status, beginner status. So along the way, when I would manage to get a few months of sobriety, I did pick up sponsees and I sponsored some people, but then I would eat an extra green bean and I would uh, get told I couldn't sponsor anymore and I had to let them all go. Uh, so that eventually I, I figured out that LA 90 wasn't really for me. I'm, um, you know, uh, I'm a defiant character by nature, and I, I, I just can't, um, I can't follow orders, okay? I can accept direction. I can certainly welcome guidance um, and encouragement, but the minute something comes across to me as an order, I get defiant, and I don't want to do it. Damn it. <laughs> so there. <laughs> but, you know, I, eventually I did... Uh, jump ship out of the OA90 and I got another sponsor who had been raised in OA90 and was no longer needing to do OA90 either but had been abstinent for 35 years and I wanted what she had big time um, so she is still my sponsor to this day um, I today date my abstinence uh, complete abstinence from compulsive eating since January 26th of 2015 so after that slippery time, um, it took me a while to get back my spiritual sea legs in OA, but I never stopped going to meetings. I never stopped using the tools. I'm so glad Marsha mentioned the tools. Um, one of the things that I thank you. That's, uh, I have five more minutes, you said? Five more, thank you, Mary. Um, uh, yeah, Marsha mentioned the tools and I'm really glad she did. Um, the, the sponsor I have today, when I was getting my spiritual sea legs back under me, she asked me to not only write down my food every morning, but to write down a list of the tools and uh, just list the tools and leave empty space beside each one. Then go back to the top of that list and write down, what will I do today to use this tool? Okay. Um, so telephone, okay, who am I gonna call today in program? Service, well, who needs cheering up today? Who's having a tough time in program that I can, that I can make a call to or drop a card to? Um, anonymity. Uh, is there someone that I've been having uh, mixed feelings about or difficult feelings about? Can I send an anonymous card just to cheer them up to help me feel better um, about them? 
um, without them ever knowing why. You know, I so I would look at each one of the tools and I would prayerfully, um, under the guidance of uh, pages 86 to 88 in the big book, uh, is how I use my prayer time in the morning, my 11th step prayer time. Um, and I would ask my higher power, how, how, who do you want me to love on to you today and how? And, um, uh, and I would ask him for freedom from compulsive eating and freedom from uh, all other addictions so that I may be of maximum service to God and my fellow man. Eventually, I did have to learn that I didn't just get this program for me. I got this program uniquely because God knew I would be able to help somebody else who's coming down the path. There are millions of people who need what we have. I am convinced that those of us who actually have the opportunity to get it and stay are only given that privilege because we are somehow God who knows all, the, the loving God as he expresses himself in the group conscience of Everitas Anonymous sees that you are one of those people who's going to be able to help somebody a year down the road, two years down the road, six months down the road, or tomorrow, who's going to be walking into these rooms and you're going to be the only person who has a story like hers. You're going to be the only person that she can listen to and know this will work for me. I want to just share quickly that um, after a long time of doing uh, the, the, uh, the, the persistent, consistent meal plan, um, I also lost my husband in 2018. He had been ill um, for over 10 years. I had been his caregiver uh, full time for six before he died. Um, and it was during that time that I finally managed to get my abstinence back, which is kind of counterproductive. You know, I mean, it seems counterintuitive, I should say. You would think that the worse things got, the more likely I would be to overeat. And the opposite happened. The worse things got, the more I, I needed and appreciated the clarity of mind that comes from rigorous abstinence in this program. Um, so I got that. But I, I wanted to uh, share the promises. They call them, some meetings call them the hidden promises that actually did happen for me um, after step 10. So I worked all the steps, repeat, and I still do work them repeatedly. Um, every time a sponsee needs to work the steps, I try to work them with them. Um, it uh, begins at the bottom of page 84 in the big book. It says, love and tolerance of others is our code now, now that we're at step 10. <laughs> I had many codes before that. Um, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, or in my case, um, the bite lick paste, uh, sugar, flour, processed foods, junk, will, self-willed eating. You know, I'm allergic to sugar, flour, and self-willed eating. So uh, for by this time, this time being after step 10, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor or licking, as the case may be. Um, if tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We're not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We've not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. And that is our experience. How, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So I'm 
you know, I, I don't want to ever encourage anybody to try this if you are not already working with a sponsor who approves it and that you have worked through the steps with that sponsor. But the reality of my life today is that I can eat pretty much with impunity whatever occurs to me as being healthy. As long as I'm saying those prayers in the morning, I'm in contact with my sponsor on a regular basis. I sponsor five other women and I'm in contact with them on a regular basis. I read this big book, I study it, and I attend meetings. Um, and uh, having just been on vacation, I had an awful lot of food shoved at me last night in the middle of one of the most stressful things I've ever been through on a trip. Somebody one said, minute. thank you. Someone, uh, the, the fellow AA member that we were um, rescuing um, stuck two cupcakes in front of me and said, here, have these, they'll, they'll relax you. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> he's dying of diabetes. Um, his, his face is so swollen, he can barely stand it because he's been on a complete binge on his vacation, uh, a, a food binge on his vacation. I keep trying to 12 step in, into these rooms um, and he's gonna shove cupcakes at me at a time like this. But, okay, God, please help me. You know, instead, I instead of asking for freedom from temptation, I asked for freedom from wanting to kill him. <laughs> and that's a, that's a miracle in itself, you know. And I didn't have to kill him. I didn't have to say anything. I just said no, thank you. Um, and so I just wanted to share that this, you know, this is the bright future for all of us if we stick with this program long enough. It won't be all about the food anymore. It'll be about life on life's terms, and the food will just, it'll just be there. It'll just be another part of your life um, until it starts becoming about the food. And when it starts becoming about the food for me today, I know it's really not about the food. It's about something that's going on inside me. And I have 12 steps, a sponsor, sponsees, and you wonderful people to help me uh, deal with that, with whatever it is, until it gets back to where it's not about the food again. So thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity and the privilege, the great privilege of being of service in this program. God bless each of you.